he came to the ballpark tonight looking to see history, I mean, you did get to see some history. You didn't get to see the Rays win their 14th game in a row. Kevin Barker's Rays, I might add. You didn't get to see them win their 14th game in a row. But you did manage to see Bo Bichette, Kevin, get his 500th career hit in just 407 games. That's the fastest to 500 by any Blue Jays player. It is Blue Jays Talk, a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk following a 6-3 win over the Tampa Bay Rays. That streak is over. Uh, George Springer setting the Jays on their way with a leadoff home run. Bo Bichette, five hits, but Kevin Barker, I think let's let's start the conversation tonight and let's open the phone lines at 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. Let's, let's talk about Jose Barrios first, because as good as Bo Bichette's game was, all the talk going into this game was about Jose Barrios. Now, I guess we'll wait and see what John Schneider has to say after the game about that uh, contusion on the knee that that uh, that that put him out of the game uh, it was a line drive off the bat of uh, Yandy Diaz. So we'll wait and see if there's anything further there. But Kevin Jose Brio, 77 pitches. He got 10 whiffs last uh, tonight. Four of them in his four seamer. Four on six swings at his changeup. His changeup was awfully good tonight. The fastball location is the thing with him. The changeup was really good, though, and, and as our friend Caleb Joseph said, credit Danny Jansen in this one because one of the things that John Schneider talked about in our show was trying to get the catchers to set up off the plate more. So, first of all, I want you to talk about that, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go into the, uh, into the Bo Bichette discussion. Yeah, well, uh, the player of the game might be John Snyder putting Danny Jansen behind the plate, right? Kirk, you've been catching the first couple of starts. This is the first time this year that Danny Jansen has caught Barrios. It looked different. I mean, that's the first thing you noticed is the optics of the whole thing, when he was setting up, how far off the plate he was setting up, right? It was basically he wanted Barrios to throw it at his right knee. That that way, when he sets up, sort of it's ending up where his glove is is at right it's it's the misses mm-hmm. are going to be a lot better they're not down the middle now he got away with some things but the reason sure why he, he got away with some things was the changeup was really good and i mentioned that today if you're going to throw some things right i mean we didn't see a ton of slurves what did he throw he threw 19 of them right he threw 29 four seamers 19 slurves uh 15 change up i hate saying that word slurve by the way looks more like a a little you know some, some of them were a little harder today and i got to be honest with you I noticed the Danny Jansen thing where he was setting up and the Randy Rosarena taking them big daddy hacks. Jose didn't like that. I mean, that's the first time that's the first time that I had noticed him where, oh yeah, I see what you're doing. I don't really like that. And you could see a little vinegar out there. Like it was I had enough of this. I've had enough of stinking and I'm tired of you taking these big daddy hacks and I'm gonna well, I think it was also pitches. So yeah, I kinda like that too. Yeah, you know, it's also that first at bat, sort of the statue, uh, you know, standing and not uh, Randy Rosarena taking the just one, standing, taking the O one slur, right? Yeah, and yeah. and and, like and, and you could see you could see Barrios nod when he got the ball back, like, all right, I see what you're yeah. doing, Tired and you uh, puts him away with the 96 mile an hour fastball. Um, and yeah, you're right. I, I listen. I think that was, I think that was a screw you pitch, basically. I think that, that that's exactly what it was from Jose Barrios to uh to randy rosarina and, and good because we talked about not you know not necessarily being successful pitching inside not moving guys feet all, all of that stuff there was a little more of that 
tonight from Jose Brias. Now I just hope that this injury, you know, is 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 nothing that's going to cost him to miss, cost him a, a missed start or anything like that. Because you'd like to think that, my God, if you can do this against this team, like a, a team that what the team that had been trailing only six of 117 innings coming into the game, a team that was leading just about every offensive category with a bunch of dudes that were leading every offensive category. Like, this wasn't Kansas City. You know, th- this was the best team in baseball, and you shoved. I mean, I, as, as close as we've seen Jose Barrio shove, I think, in a Blue Jays uniform. Yeah, well, again, he was better O-O, right? We, we were, me and you were talking about that today. The, the, the Tampa Bay Rays O-O were slugging like almost 1,700. He only gave up one hit. That was on the slur of the RBI single that he gave up to the lefty. That that was basically it. He gave up three other hits. Uh, the the one important thing, too, he'd been throwing a ton of, of pitches in innings. What first The first inning threw 11 pitches. The second inning threw 15. The third inning threw 16. The fourth inning, when he gave up the RBI, he threw 22 pitches. The fifth inning, he thir- threw 13. That's important, right? you got to be efficient. You get quick outs. You go a little deeper in games. I mean, if that doesn't give you confidence, you're Jose Barrios, I don't know what will. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. The Blue Jays beating Tampa Bay 6-3. to Let's go to the phone lines. Cam and Waterloo, you want to talk about Jose Barrios or make a comment on him. But you also have a question about this year's lineup. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, have we... to do with who's at second base. <laughs> no, it does not, I promise. Good. Go um, ahead. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Got to see history. here. I'm feeling really good. I know it's early. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to. You know, get too uh, hyped in April. But I feel really good about this team. I think that a lot of the new guys have shown really strong starts, which has made me happy for two reasons. One, the discourse on Twitter is a lot better. And number two, um, I'm really uh, just hyped about what they can bring. Barshow making that catch in left. What Kevin Kiermaier almost came up with another one, and that that bunt was pretty beautiful too. So. I was just uh, asking about the versatility of this lineup versus last year and where do you, and how far that uh, can bring the Jays this year. Kevin, I'll turn that over to you. Thanks for the call, Cam. Yeah, well, it, it puts more pressure on a starting pitcher, right? He's got to throw something other than a sinker and a slider, right? I, that, that's exactly what it does. We saw Drew have to throw a, a few more curveballs. He threw some more, a few more sweepers. You have to do that because you have a, a few more guys who are hitting left-handed. Now, you know, you, again, you look at the fifth inning, Jeff. They had the bases loaded, nobody out. And they scored four runs, didn't get a hit. That, for me, has to get better. I talked about that today on our show. You rolled your eyes and yelled at me. If I remember, they were 2 for 10 today with runners to scoring position. That's got to get a little better. The bat's there, so I think that'll turn around. Obviously, that's a little bit of luck, right? You're trying too hard. You're at home. You're facing the team is 13-0. and 0. But, yeah, I love the balance of the lineup. Defense, no question. The outfield's much better. They're catching balls that last year they had no chance of catching. And that's only going to bode well deeper in the season for the guy standing on the mound, and they're going to be a better team for it. I mean, I hate to say this because it's awful, but I look at that outfield, and I keep thinking back to that Seattle game, and what if? And I know you don't, can't. Don't I mean, you, you 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 can't. But I, I keep, I just keep thinking back to that play, and and what if this this outfield was uh, was the outfield on that particular day? The Tampa Bay Rays, Kevin. This was not their best game of the year. This might have been their worst game of the year in terms of their defense. They were sloppy. Um, you know, I I don't know what I don't necessarily know what the reason is for that, other than the fact that I mean it's hard to win four. I was going to say it's hard to win fourteen games in a row. It's hard to win. It's hard to win six in a row, seven in a row, eight in a row. But uh, they'll get to do it Just again tomorrow. Uh, Three oh seven. 
first pitch here at the Rogers Jeff, the, Center. The, the Tampa Bay Rays are just like every other baseball team in the MLB. You have to play a clean game on the road against a really good team. If you don't, guess what, Jeff? You lose. That's what happened tonight. Okay, Bo Bichette's five hits, a couple of doubles. I, you know, we talked about Bo an awful lot. Um, how would you – does Bo have a hole in a swing? Is, is, there, is there an area you can exploit with Bo Bichette right now? I mean, if, if you're an opposing team, the way he gets barreled to baseball, I, I mean, if he continues just to soft serve that ball to right field, you take that every day. You'll give him that, right? It's the getting the head out and starting to bridge people, staying in the big It's almost at that point now where you absolutely he gets, he gets a single so, and you go, okay. He gets so many hits, you'll take that, right? Again, that puts a lot of pressure on a guy because he's a lot of the times on base when the big boy's coming to the plate and he has some opportunity to, to backspin and create some, you know, some crooked numbers on the scoreboard. Yeah, look, I was talking to Edwin in Canarcion a couple of days ago. You saw me standing over there, and I mentioned Bo Bichette's name, and he said, you know, because I, I said, you ever see anybody go to the right field like he does? He's like, actually, if you ever saw him standing in a batting cage and where he puts the tee, which is behind his back leg, he practices it, hitting the ball over there, right? His barrel, he wants to make contact as deep as he possibly can, at least early in the season, right? The timing's a little off. Guys are trying to get you out a certain way. you got to practice it, and – the things he does in the cage is translating between the lines, and it just looks to me like, Jeff, he's sort of quieting it down. He's not taking the big daddy hack as much. Remember last year we mm-hmm. always used to say that the helmet was flying off. We saw the flow all the time. Now, when's the last time you saw that? Because he's staying within himself. He's landing a little closed. You know, he's balanced with his lower half. He gets it in the hitting zone. We all know that he leads with his back elbow. He doesn't lead with his bottom hand, which is sort of 20-23. He wraps his barrel more than anybody in baseball to have, be able to have bat speed to get it from there in the zone, keep it in the zone against velocity the way he does. That's why he's led the American League in hits two years in a row. He'll probably do it again this year. Would you be shocked if he did? I wouldn't. No. I mean, I've said it time and again, there are players who – when you give them a multi-year contract, it, it's it doesn't the, the conventional wisdom is a lot of time guys get multi-year contracts and the hunger goes away and I and I, I think sometimes we fall into that narrative too easily. I think there are guys who get a long-term contract and it just it, it, it just frees them up. It just frees them up for whatever reason. It frees them up to just think about being about being baseball players. It prevents any of those thoughts from from entering your head and uh i mean bo sure has hurt. been bo has been from spring training on from spring training on he's been uh he, he has been and i gotta be honest with you i'm gonna raise my hand else. and say his defense has been really good the last couple of days i mean his throws his footwork uh the accuracy to where he wants the ball to go it's it's much better when he gets his hand out of his glove with the grip already that's the little bugaboo right and the 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 way he does the little hopping towards where he wants the ball to go it's been a lot better give him credit We'll go back to the phone lines in a minute. We have John Schneider talking about Jose Brios's outing tonight and also an update on the injury. Show, play it, please. He used his fastball tonight. Um, his changeup was a really good pitch as well. But I, I just think kind of his mentality, he was attacking guys. I think kind of like right out of the shoot, the Rosarena at bat in the first kind of statued a couple breaking balls and kind of said, okay, here you go. Um, with a couple fastballs. So that, um, with the change up to their lefties, was really, really good. Again, his stuff's been there, and I think tonight he really executed really well. Um, as far as that, he's doing fine. It's a left knee contusion. Um, don't expect anything big out of it. 
So presumably he'd be okay to make his next start? Yeah. There you go. Well, that's good news. That is John Schneider talking about Jose Barrios' left knee contusion. Yeah. I've got to ask you that. You what know what we used to do with those? Go to Home Depot, get your little duct tape, duct tape that thing up, get out there and make your next start, kid. No, what what, what would your boy A.J. Burnett have been yelling at him when he came off? We got ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he, what he would be yelling. Liam and Brampton, you're on uh, Blue Jays Talk. Hey there, guys. I just have a question for Kevin about uh, John Schneider and the bullpen. I was a bit puzzled by the usage. They were up 6-1, and then he puts Richards in, then Pop, and then I thought Pop looked good, and then he put Garcia in. That don't go well. I just want to, I guess, uh, hear Kevin's thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, it's a good Kevin. question. Again, again, he's using his, his bullpen according to the scoreboard. That's what good managers do. Uh, you know, he had it up when, when the lead was two runs. He was bringing in uh, – he was bringing in Swanson. Right top of the order, two, three, four. It's when you're bringing him in. They scored, what they score? A couple of more runs. They were up five runs. I mean, if, if Trevor Richards can't hold a five-run lead, he probably shouldn't be on this team. And I think that's sort of what you're starting to see here. I've been saying this. A dude coming out of the bullpen who throws 92 and just has a changeup and doesn't have something that has a wrinkle in it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get through a couple of batters who are especially good batters like two, three, four. Garcia had a bad night, right? It just didn't seem like he had the late little giddy-up to it. When you throw a fastball down the middle, 94-95, even though they're hitting eighth and ninth in the order, eighth and ninth hole hitters, Jeff, you know what they're looking for? Dead red right down the middle. When you get it, you don't miss it, and it's one of them things, right? It's just part of being a up-and-down kind of thing in the bullpen. That's why it's a long season, and that's why these managers pull their hair out because, you know, sometimes you need some no-brainers, and this is what you're trying to figure out if you're John Snyder. They're going to work all these things out. Swanson was really good. Romano was excellent. The slider had late fight to it. He was throwing hard. He was locating up and in. He locates that up and in with that slider down and away. It's almost unhittable. It almost eliminates him having to be unpredictable. So, yeah, I think, you know, you just be happy you beat a good team tonight. They'll work some things out that they need to work out, and they'll be better for it. 416-870-0590, star 591 is Blue Jays Talk, a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk. 6-3, the Jays winning the first of three games against the Tampa Bay Rays. Shlomo and Scarborough, what's up, my friend? Man, congratulations to you and Ross. You guys can sleep easier tonight. Your dad Barrio fits pretty well. Hopefully you can keep it going. I know. Uh, I yeah. Really... I'll reach over the other side of the pillow. and. Yeah, no, but I wanted to say a couple things. First, Buck did a great job just breaking down what he was doing. He was doing well uh, tonight. Really makes it easy for us as viewers to understand. Like, we're very blessed to have somebody like Buck on the broadcast. Happy he's back. For another year like oh my goodness he makes it so simple man it's such a pleasure all you guys at sportsmen are great but um what i wanted to also mention is that bo bichette man he's gonna get paid all these all these uh records well, he, he is paid for the next three years he's gonna ah, get he's all, he money, is gonna man. get paid we're talking 30 million he's gonna 10x he could he go way bigger than that 10 times that so it's just crazy because you see wander franco out there young shortstop obviously came in I think it was perfect, no errors, and then he, he, he booted that one. So I guess it kind of puts it in perspective for us as fans. I just, man, if he gets his defense even, like, a little bit better, how much can he get paid? Like, he's, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Like, are we talking about $400 million? Like, how big can Bo get? I don't know. Uh, thanks for the call. I mean, look, he, here's the thing, <clears throat> and this is – Barker and I have this discussion a lot. 
because I think Barker's right. If Bo Bichette played second base, he'd be he pro- he probably end up being the highest paid second baseman in baseball. Absolutely. But here's the thing: shortstop's a glamour position. Shortstop's are where you go to make the money in this game. I mean, it it, it just is. That's the way the game is now. And I, Shlomo, I think you're right. Look, I'm I'm part of that club. I understand. I understand Bo's issues defensively. I am prepared to live with it. I'm prepared to live with it as as long as he hits. And I know there are a lot of people that don't feel that way. Um, and, and I understand that it, this is a team that is spending a lot of money on uh, run prevention. And, you know, they brought in. They basically, they've retooled their entire freaking outfield, right, to, to help with run prevention. They've got a gold glover at third base. They've got a gold glover at first base. Like, let's face it, the weakest position is shortstop, and 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 that does stand out when you look at this at this team. But I mean, sometimes you just—it's hard. Sometimes you just have to overlook a guy's a guy's flaws and celebrate celebrate the strengths, man. I mean, the, the, the dude is an unconscious hitter. Kevin, Kevin, you're right. He could lead he could lead the league in hits for the third year in a row, and it. It just seems, it just seems like a waste of time, to be honest, to to talk about the defense. Yeah, yeah it really honest, does. Let, let's be honest. Until they win a World Series with Bo playing shortstop, people are going to still talk about it, right? He he'll he'll make enough bad throws that people will throw their hands in the air and never be satisfied. Even though he is going, he will lead the American League probably in hits again, just because of the way he does things with his barrel. Like no nobody in baseball gets the barrel in the hitting zone and keeps it in there as long as Bo Bichette does. I I'm telling you, I used to try and, and hit a baseball by being short and quick and the barrel being the last thing you see. It's the very first thing you see in the hitting zone is his barrel and the way he wraps it as far as he does to be able to just to get it in there and not be a caster and out and around and hit a bunch of ground balls. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And again, I talked to Edwin and Edwin says it's, it's just not a fluke. He practices that in the cage by where he puts the tee. He says, unbelievable. He's never seen anybody do that. And that's why Bo's a freak. Like, let's face it. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to accept it. Because you never really seen anybody do things offensively that he does. Like it's yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? It's it's nuts. If he ever figures out how to ambush early and counts, that's the only little thing that he's starting to learn a little bit more of. Is just occasionally, right? You get it down a little earlier and you go up there with the intent to pull the baseball. Look out. The Blue Jays stopped the Tampa Bay Rays winning streak at 13 games. The Jays 6-3 winners tonight in the first of a three-game series. 3:07 is the first pitch tomorrow. You say Kikuchi on the mound for the Jays. Josh Fleming currently listed as the Rays starter. Uh, there is, I, I would presume that there won't be any, any wrinkles in that situation from Kevin Cash, although the, the Rays did find out today that Jeffrey Springs uh, is done for at least a couple of months with uh that nerve issue that it's we talked bad. about yeah it is i mean he was he was off to a great start but uh you know the rays they'll bring somebody else up who'll go on to win the cy young award Won't miss six lead. three <laughs> maybe not six three the jays beating the rays let's take a break to do some business we'll come back on the other side it's blue jays talk on sportsnet 590 the fan and the sportsnet radio network kind of rewind to September last year, you know, where he's swinging at the right pitch. He's putting his best swing on every ball he's offering at, and um, he's a really tough out. He's 
he's done a really good job of kind of carrying over what he did and understanding what makes him good, so or makes him great, I should say. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of been more of the same. You know, he's sticking with his approach, and um, you know, he can he can do that any night. Bobichet is something else, man. <laughs> he just is. He just is at, at the plate. He's. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't even know how to explain it, man. He's just he's fun to watch. I we talked about that when he first came out. But I don't think the Jays have had a player like him in a long time. You know, we yeah, talked about the hair and everything like that. But he's he's a show, man. He he, he is a show unto he, himself. He's, He's borderline unicorn. I, I'm just telling you right now. Again, I used to try and be uh, the, you know, the the perfect mechanics guy and stand up there, and the hands got to go the right direction. He does just the opposite. Of that Jeff, I, I can't tell you how hard when he kicks his leg, how far he wraps his barrel. It's almost even to where when he's looking at the pitcher, he could see it out of the corner of his eye. That's how far he wraps it. And to actually be able to get it in the hitting zone with the velocity he faces, I, it's he's freakish. I know we got a lot of calls tonight. You're lined up. We will get to you. Promise you that. It's 6-3. The Blue Jays beating the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. First of three games at the Rogers Center. Game two tomorrow is at 3.07. But it's time now for Major League. Sorry, time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can bet on things like player props, totals, or game outcomes across many different sports. 19-plus play responsibly. Ontario only. Kevin Barker, as you look at the East tonight, Boston Red Sox beating the Angels 5-3. Baltimore beating the White Sox 6-3. The Minnesota Twins beating Your the Twinkies. Yankees. My Twinkies! My Twinkies are doing it! <laughs> Beat the Yankees 4-3. So as we look at the American League East standings, the slumping Tampa Bay Rays are 13-1. and The uh, You nailed it. The Jays are nine and five. Baltimore's eight and six. The Yankees are eight and six. Boston is six and eight. And um, as I said, game two of this series goes tomorrow. Well, it is a tough sked. We talked about this. this is a tough sked, a tough run of games for the Jays. They got these guys here. They go to Houston to play the Astros. You go to New York for your first series against the Yankees. You got the White Sox and you got Seattle. You are in. Everybody talked about how, well, boy, this is where the Rays' schedule starts to bite, yada, yada. I got news for you, folks. It's also where the Jays' schedule starts to bite. And that's why seeing what Jose Barrios did uh, did tonight, and especially now knowing that he's uh, – it appears as if that injury is, is minor. <sighs> I, I, Jeff, again, yeah. you, you make this point all the time, Kevin. If this team just gets decent starting pitching, it doesn't even oh. great starting pitching. If it just gets decent starting pitching, that's going to figure out a way to win. No question. And and Blatty starts going back Lake City a bunch. You duped. Like like you you don't think Pete Walker's driving home and can't wait to go lay down and go to sleep? He can oh. actually sleep tonight. Brios looked good. Adam in North York, you're on Blue Jays talk. Yeah. Hi. So you're just going over the standings. Oh, here's a hot take. Four teams in the AL East are going to win 90 games this year because of the balance schedule. Mm, well, I mean, what a, I mean, I might, pick, I might agree I, with I, that. I, the Orioles have atrocious starting pitching. I, I, that's that would be the only team that I sort of might disagree with. But yeah, yeah it might be close. But I, I mean, can, we I have give both you, of us. Give you both of us have, wins. Both of us picked. Uh, both of us picked three teams from this division going. Kevin going to the playoffs. No, listen, Adam. I, I it, 
I'm with Kevin in that the only thing the only thing that I think might prevent that is the Orioles starting pitching. You know, they sent Cole Irvin down. I can't remember if it was today or yesterday. Um, you know, they've uh, but but the thing with the Orioles is they they may they may be one of those teams where they they may be in a position because their minor league system is so deep they might be able to add somebody. You know, they might be able to add kind of a Jose Barrios type. And a, what I mean is a guy with some experience and and a guy who's on the verge of free agency or, you know, That'll a guy that you, you can lock up to long term. Yeah, yeah, they may be able yeah. to do that. And that's, I mean, that, that's really, I think that, 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 that really would be their focal point. I mean, they've got, Adley Rushman's a great, a great player. They've got young players coming up. I like their lineup. I mean, the bullpen, that doesn't look, Kevin, it doesn't look like it was smoke and mirrors necessarily. You're still seeing similar performances from some guys. From some guys. But until the Orioles address that rotation, I, I am with you. I think that 90 wins is might be a bit of a reach for them. But I'll tell you what, they're going to be over 500. They'll be over 500. Justin and Barry, you want to talk about uh, Jose Barrios. Yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you for taking my call. You guys do a great job every night. Just want thank to you. say that Jose, um, you know, last year and this year so far, like we all were saying, you know, like what's going on with this guy. And then he pulls this great uh, move tonight. So I think it's a really positive start for him, and I hope it keeps going. Um, my second question was, I was curious if you guys would um, think it's possible that the, that the Jays could acquire um, Salvador Perez. You know, he's a catcher. I think he hits from, from, the, from the left side. We may have to go no, up that's there. right. Oh, 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 he's right? Okay. Anyhow, just for the um, power and for the veteran leadership, I just want to know if you guys thought that was an option. So, no, you know, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell you why I don't think it is, because I don't want these guys to become like the Leafs. They've got enough veteran leadership. That's why they brought George Springer in here. That's why they brought, brought ben, Brandon Belt in. You know, the Leafs signed John Tavares, and, one of the reasons was that he was supposed to provide leadership, and then they spent the next three years trying to add leaders at the trade deadline, which never made any sense for me. I mean, Sal yeah. Perez, uh, Sal Perez is not. Is, I, mean, I shouldn't say he's never going to leave Kansas City. I can see him staying there in Kansas City. He's got a big contract. Um, he's got an, an, a no trade clause. At, at no point has he indicated that he's unhappy there. And and I got to tell you, the Jays. The Jays' last area of concern right now is catching. They, they Trust me, they are fine with the catchers they have. Offensively, frankly, Salvador Perez I don't think is that big an upgrade over Kirk, the combination of Kirk and Jansen. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I no interest in that at all. I, again, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I wouldn't add another bat to this lineup. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that. Uh, but, yeah, not a catcher. Not a catcher. Yeah, it's almost like you could you could try and steal a, a run producer to put the bottom of your order, but but I, I'm going to yell and scream and I'm going to con- continue to do it. They need an eighth inning guy, a no brainer, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, we I, continue to say that, so uh, everybody else can be a hybrid guy except your ninth inning guy in Romano, and then you're cooking, right? Then you're and then all of a sudden John Snyder's working from the ninth inning down instead of the other way around, trying to match up all the time and bat pass and, and split. Fang- it's it's all the time a lot of really hard to do against good teams in the playoffs. Indran North York, you want to talk to Mr. Barker about Vladdy Jr., which is great because uh, that means that I can uh, step back for a little bit here. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me on the phone. No problem. Go ahead, Indra. So I just want to talk about the Vladimir Gray Jr. That whenever I see the bases loaded or 
two men on the bases. Oh, he always hit like a ground ball. And whenever I don't see nobody on base, he go for like homer or line drive and go for double. I never see. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time to see he clears the bases. So what adjustment he's supposed to do? Like, does he take a additional pressure when the guy's on bases? Yeah, I would. Th- oh, that's a that's a that's a great question. Thanks for the call. Uh, look, I I I do think the last couple of days has been trying to hit a homer. Like, uh, you know, I have I have talked to some people, and and you you've seen the just missing a couple of days ago. I think he he hit a couple of fly balls of warning. Yeah, track. I could hear him look scream. Like, yeah, 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 it looked like he's overswing. I think the breaking ball the other day that he just missed that he fouled off. He was yelling and screaming at himself like he's trying too hard. Like you can see that a little bit. He's stepping in the bucket a little bit, trying to clear the hips to get the head out right. It's there's a lot of pressure on Vladdy. I think we forget that, Jeff. I think that every we just think he's a robot. He's supposed to go out there and hit 900 homers and drive in two billion runs. He's a human being. Occasionally, you're going to go through some things where you try too hard, and that's a little bit for me what he's doing right now. He'll have his numbers at the end of the year, but I'm with you. He could shorten it up a little bit, maybe create some backspin, stay within yourself, don't overswing. He does that. Talent will take over. He'll annihilate baseballs. Joseph and Kleinberg, you've got the uh, last call tonight. Take us home, my friend. Awesome, bro. I love the end of that. I love you guys' show, and uh, I just want to say I'm an East Coaster, so I've been watching the Jays since they come up here. It, the, last, the first game I seen was in the old place, Exhibition uh, mm-hmm. Stadium, yeah. So, uh, on Bo Bichette, I'm sorry about all the callers. You know what? I have one comment to make about a picture, too, but Bo Bichette, when he rolled out the second on the 500 hits, that should have been a triple as far as I could see. I'm sorry, but as far as I could see, that should have been a trip. Before that, he's on first base. I don't care if we're already up 6-1. to one. There's two out. Can you make your way down to second base, please? Thank you very much. Right? Do you think? Uh, there was a, going there was to a man third, on in front of him. That's there's a man on in front of him, George Springer, in the, se- in the second inning. What What's that about George being in front of him? I'm sorry on this one. George was on third base. George didn't yeah. score. He finished it. Well, Bo can't go to third. No, no, that's not that's not what happened at all. At this well, time, there was nobody else on base. It was only uh, no. He yeah, in the he second the the second inning. It was an he got an yeah, R, it was an yeah. RBI double. It was a run. It was, it was an RBI it was double. Now you're talking about you're talking about maybe his last hit where uh, it was a double. So the hit before the last hit. The hit before the last hit was a single. Yeah. Sorry. And there was nobody else on base. Had he ain't going to third in that. There was no. no. There wasn't two out. There was. It was he. The 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 second last hit was a leadoff single. I mean, it just was. Sorry. Six three. The Blue Jays beating the Tampa Bay. Bo getting hammered for not not going to third, and the night he gets Got five, five hits. hits. Toronto, baby. <laughs> Toronto, baby. Ah, <sighs> 6-3, the Blue Jays beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Bo Bichette had five hits. No triple, but he got five hits with a couple of doubles. And uh, Jose Barrios looked like the Jose Barrios we've all been wanting to see. Now we get to do it again tomorrow. You say Kikuchi on the mound for the Jays. Josh Fleming for the Rays. And then it's Alec Manoa and Shane McClanahan on Sunday. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, so let's see if Brios used the game against the Rays to get back in track. Let's see if the next two guys can do it. I got Andrew a feeling. Jones. I got a feeling Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa against Shane McClanahan, Cy Young candidates. I got a feeling Manoa really steps up. 
this game. It's about his velocity. I got if a feeling. If he's got it, he'll that. be good. If he doesn't, it'll be a struggle. That is it for us. Ben Shulman and Show Ali will have Blue Jays talk tomorrow and Sunday. Give the boys a listen. Give the boys a call. Again, 6-3, the Blue Jays beating the Tampa Bay Rays. Ain't no history being made here, folks. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Did you know spring is the best time of the year to protect your vehicle from rust? I didn't, but I do now. Find out why and book your appointment today at crown.com. Crown, Canada's number one rust protection.